Are we on, Dan? <laughs> We're on. <laughs> All right, Dan, I don't have a joke this week. You said you did. No, it's just, I just want to talk about you and your disgusting habits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know what this is about, and I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend myself here. All right. First of all, let's tell everyone what this is about. So last week, mm. we're upstairs. We're all having a great little chat, you know, around the water cooler, water cooler chat as a team here yep. at Cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan just spills a little bit of water, just a little spill, and and by a little bit of water, like two or three drops. Uh, it was drops. Enough water to wet something, right? Mm, like. Drops. So there's water on the ground. Now, what does Dan do? He wipes it up with his socked foot. <laughs> his foot, which is wearing a sock, he wipes up the water with it. Tim, this is wrong on so <laughs> many levels. All right, describe one. On one level? Describe one level that it's wrong. Now you're walking around with wet feet. No, there wasn't enough water to make the sock wet. That's the distinction. I think... Everyone will agree with me here. I don't think so. Wet socks. Not a pleasant thing. <laughs> but it's not wet. <laughs> That's what I was trying to stress well, to you so at the time. It's some sort of like dry water that you wiped up. There wasn't enough water for it to be considered wet. Mm. I mean, there was maybe a one centimeter in diameter circle that would you'd, you'd maybe consider damp. Yep. I'll go as far as That's, damp. Damp is not nice either. Yeah, but it's not like damp, my whole what? bottom of my foot. Like, I'm you know, not walking around like... You know what words are synonymous with damp? What? Moisture, mold, <laughs> wet. Okay, no. Tim, <laughs> there was a bit of moisture on the ground. And to avoid an oh and hazard in yeah. the office, because I'm self-nominated oh and officer of the uh, office, right. um, I just wiped it up with my sock. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Well, that is the preamble this week. You tell us <laughs> what you think, because I think that, personally, is sickening. Yeah, well, you're wrong. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk I just realized, Dan, mm. we forgot to have our espresso martini single origin <sighs> coffee. Thing. I forgot to bring forgot it to bring it to the office today. Well, but shout out to uh, Distillery Botanica. Yeah, so uh, we are the two drunk accountants, and we have a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which you should know if you're listening to this uh, or, or watching. Hello. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we decided yeah, we want to in, in, instill more drinks mm. into our uh, weekly routine. Tim. And that would be a really lovely drink because it's coffee, Dan. It's really, coffee. It's an aperitif. Yep. It's, it's going to give me a, uh, a boost for the rest of my afternoon yeah. and maybe even my workout. Ah, true. Yeah. Well, I've often thought about having a beer before working out. I have not because that would make me very sick. <laughs> <laughs> but a little espresso martini, I, could, I think I could get away with that. So, uh, we're here to dispel the myths about running a business yeah. and we are supported by our accounting firm, Cats, here, which I'm sitting in front of the Cats sign. Uh, what I like to say on the podcast, Tim, is that we uh, take all of that fermented knowledge mm. out there in the world that's Love mixed it. in with a little bit of, you know, uh, disinformation and yeah. it's, it's a little bit, you know, True. and we boil that up in the podcast and yeah. we distill the truth. 
in a nice hoppy yeasty format. That would be brewing the truth. Oh. <laughs> we bottle it up and yeah. serve it in a nice carbonated beverage. Exactly. Best served from the tap. Yeah, exactly. Icy cold. So today on the podcast, we're going to do something that we've actually never done. And we're going to see how this goes because we sat down today and said, great, let's record the podcast, let's go. (laughs) And then we went, oh, we actually don't have a topic to talk about. Now, there's lots going on in the world right now. There's lots of topics for us to to talk about. But we, Tim, came up with this idea that let's actually go through a case study of a business. Let's let's Mm -hmm. make a business and go through how we... Uh, would implement some planning, the major things that we'd want to consider, the forces that are acting on this business. And it might be a good example to, to everybody out there and, and how to approach uh, a review of their own business. Yep. So um, so that's going to come up and I've got a bit of a, a funny uh, way to come about what business we're going to talk about here. Uh, but first up, Tim. What, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dano? Um, it's been a long time since they've gone high. Yeah. Mm. No, I like it. The high is good. The low is also good. Mm. They're all good. Yeah. How's your week? It's been quite good, Dan, except I injured my knee. I was going to ask about that. I injured it. Mm. So I've been quite lucky. I've been training for this running challenge. Yeah. And um, it's given me a bit of perspective, actually, because the whole reason why we're doing this mm. is actually for people who can't run. So... Mm-hmm. The idea is um, the people who invited me to join in, they have um, some friends with different stories and one of them uh, was a fit guy and unfortunately um, he ran into issues in his life where he he couldn't run. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically they're like, well, what are we doing? We're just wasting our our physical abilities right now. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it's given me perspective because I can't run. That's, right. a, that's a good why too. I didn't know that was the yeah, reason. Yeah, I know. I've been waiting to sort of unveil the why. Yeah. You know, and I just haven't been able to really frame it. Yeah, or but not very good at social media. It's it's given you a um, well. You better get good at it because um, I hear on the grapevine that you're working at Kick now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a dele- I'm a delegation of the KIC community. So uh, no. Um, yeah, that, that is a good reason. And so you've got some perspective now because yeah. now you can't run. You you can't want run. to run. My knee's really sore and yeah. there was no real change. Just, yeah, just um, I was going to try and do this little mini training challenge to get back on the horse this week because mm. I didn't train much last week. And um, yeah, I went for one of the runs and my knee is now sore. So anyway, okay. when I saw our good friend Michael Man on the Street. Michael Man on the Street. And uh, he gave me some needling in my hip. Classic. Which was fantastic. Classic Michael Man nice, on the street. Nice and sweaty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be on the men soon and back on back on the horse. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day with this running challenge, mm. if if I have to walk the whole thing, that's what I have to do. I just, I'll just have, you know, I'm just going to not going to finish it like a like an athlete. Hey, I think I'm resigned to that fact. Um, 80Ks. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Walking or running is a long way. It's a long, long way. <laughs> it doesn't way. matter. Yeah. And I can guarantee running won't be much faster than the walking pace no, over no. that distance. Well, it'd be probably three or four minutes quicker than walking mm. per kilometer. So mm. I did the maths because halfway through my run on Sunday, which I was like six, six kilometers from home, I had to, <laughs> my knee blew up and I was like, oh no, now I've got to walk home. Didn't have my phone on me. Yeah. It's freezing cold. I was around the lake. Yeah. 
No, it was pretty depressing. So I had that six kilometer walk home with a sore knee. To do some quick math. To, yeah, to yeah. figure it out. And I was like, well, what's that? 80 kilometers at about 10 minutes per K. Yeah, it's a lot of minutes. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Um, but Oh, well. It is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good challenge. So, yeah. That's good. Mm. Uh, that's a good Tim and Dan though, Tim. What about um, you? What's happening with you, Dan? Keeping on with the sports theme. Yeah. Um, Wiping up any puddles with your socks. Is there uh, any, any keeping big puddles? Up, keeping up with the with the moisture <laughs> and 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 the sports theme. I've been getting into my swimming. Right. Uh, Do you swim so- with socks on? Uh, <laughs> well, that would soak up most of the pool. I mean, I get quite absorbent socks. <laughs> I actually like to line the bottom of my socks with paper towel, just <laughs> just <laughs> fold it over once and just insert. Uh, um, no, I've been trying to get in my swing, Tim. It's yeah, I've, yeah, I've only been going awesome. in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. So I'm well. You know, I actually feel somehow I'm getting less fit. <laughs> uh, I don't know how, but I I, I got in the pool yesterday and yeah. and it uh, it was harder. Right, that's weird. It must have just had an off day. Uh, maybe when things are new and exciting, you mm. don't really notice the pain as much. And maybe. then it becomes a bit more of a reality kick. In saying that. In the next few weeks. Uh, good product placement there, Tim. But in in, in saying that, <laughs> what reality kick, I get it. Um, <laughs> nice pun. In, in saying that, though, um, I did go further. Not oh, much well, further, like only go. a couple yeah, laps. So you made but, it more challenging. And yeah. I've also got a new idea. Is that well, a couple my, laps on, what did you do? I assume you did about four laps the first time and now you've done about, about that, yeah. six. Yeah. You just upped it by like a third. I actually did seven, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, did, I, I didn't I did do that many this time. I, I did 26. Yeah. Um, oh, that's heaps. That's um, a lot. And I, 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 it's about half freestyle breaststroke. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The breaststroke's a good like recovery, uh, recovery lap. I, I like to do freestyle up, breaststroke back. Yeah. The first few are, are all freestyle. This is laps of the whirlpool at Mingara there, Yeah. Right? And by this laps, not the, yeah, the, by laps, I mean the kiddie pool. This I is mean. not the Olympic, <laughs> this is not the Olympic pool. Well, actually they, in the, in the, in the, in the Olympic pool, uh, during squads, the first time I've ever seen this, they put a barrier halfway along on half the lanes. Oh. And so they essentially got double the squads classes in right right it's because they could do it 25 meter and you can kick off it you can do everything off it Wow! and so in my mind i really did 52 laps (laughs) i was going double the distance they were doing oh you're getting extra kickoffs no, uh, the, the, to, it wasn't there when I was there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I was in the lane next to where the barrier was, yeah, so I okay. could do the full 50. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. But in mentally, <laughs> that's hilarious. I was getting double the laps. Nice. Yeah, yeah you're, doing, you're definitely doubling their laps. So. Yeah, so that was good. Anyway, my goal, Tim, is to try and get quite far with my swimming. Yeah, nice. Because that's awesome. I do find that, um, like you're finding now, even though I didn't go anywhere near as far as you're going, uh, um, I did just keep getting injured whenever I tried yeah. to do the running. Yeah, yeah, running is Feet really, knee. really hard in the body. Yeah, quite difficult. But yeah. swimming, I feel like I'm, I got that. Swimming is is really good. Hmm. Yeah, you feel so good after a swim. Mm, you really you do. You get those swimmers' abs and shoulders, Dan. Mate, I already do. <laughs> <laughs> if you got some laundry, I got the washboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good for your sinus as well. Yeah, do you find that? Yeah, uh, us accountants with our sinuses. Yeah, um, I don't have too bad of a sinus problem. Oh, really? I know you do. You know, you look up at the sun and your <laughs> eyes start to water and you sneeze and which is not great in COVID world. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Anyway, we should probably get into some real topic content here. Uh, Tim, do you have a business update? I think the main one we're going to talk about mm. actually was the job there's, there's been some JobKeeper updates yeah. again. Yep. Um, yep. So we've already already done an episode on JobKeeper 2.0, and we'll probably do another one on that. Um, once the official rules and legislation pass and, and we know exactly what things look like. Yeah. 
Um, but one recent update is to the original JobKeeper and the original test was if you were um, an employee to be eligible, you had to be um, employed by the 1st of March or uh, a long-term casual by that point. Yeah, um, long-term, which, 12 months. Yeah, which means if, if you started being a casual in October um, and it's then March, uh, you weren't eligible even though you'd been there for a while. Um, however, they've changed this uh, and now they're saying that uh, for fortnights beginning on the 3rd of August, so two of the fortnights, they're going to be eligible for August mm-hmm. and onwards to the end of September to when the first JobKeeper finishes, uh, you will um, now be eligible if you were full-time employed, part-time employed or a long-term casual by the 1st of July. That's great. I think that's um, yeah. really exciting for uh, people who have been hired between jobs. So, yeah. some people lost their jobs and Got, they've been picked up by other businesses. Else. Yeah, yeah, who may have since become eligible for JobKeeper or, or may have been eligible may have been eligible already. already. Yeah, and exactly. We're doing the right thing by the economy, and they shouldn't be punished for for hiring new people. So, no. I, I think it's a great idea to extend it out to the first of July. So, there are potentially businesses out there who weren't eligible before yeah. um, and now are. Um, there is definitely. Imp- employees out there who uh, their businesses weren't receiving the JobKeeper subsidy but now can. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, scope that one out. Scope, if you're a business out there and you haven't looked into this, go double check it right now. Yeah. You could get an extra three grand a month yeah. for two months. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's nothing small no, from nothing, the government. <laughs> nothing small at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Go go check on that. We, we also mentioned as well that there's been an extension for the New South Wales um, small business recovery grant. So you have now until the end of August, which is only less than a week away. Uh, and the industries that were eligible have also been extended, which includes a lot of allied health professionals now, which which weren't included before. So if you're yeah, physios really and podiatrists, psychologists, all those kind of people, um, yeah, go go look at your numbers. It was weird to see them not on the list mm. in the first place, to be honest. So it was mm, that was a bit odd. But anyway, glad to see them on there now. And who knows, maybe they'll just progressively... Obviously, they didn't have as many people take up the grant as they thought, which yeah. is why they released the next round. So, yeah. hopefully, they just keep Continues again. It yeah, for the other industries that may be affected. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Cool. Tim, do you have a tight-ass tip? Oh, yes. I've got a quick Dan's Dollar Savers. Go for it while I get my tips. Yeah. Um, so, imagine this scenario. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's two o'clock, you're a bit thirsty, mm-hmm. but your water bottle's empty, right? You mm. go to the kitchen, you pour some out, a little bit of dribble always happens on the floor. <laughs> don't, use paper, <laughs> don't use paper towel. <laughs> There's dollar bills in that paper towel, all right? <laughs> use uh, your sock. Use your sock. Oh my It is God. both wearable, durable, rewashable, Tim, reusable. And you're saving the environment and money. So you've gotten Dan's up. Dan's dollar savers. You've gotten up. You s- <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that laughing track was right. Because <laughs> that is sickening. Because you've gotten out of bed. You've put on a pair of socks. Lovely, yep. dry pair of socks. Mm. And you've then gone and stepped in a puddle. You'd be upset if that was the case. But I didn't step in a puddle. <laughs> All right. So there's obviously a limit to this. <laughs> you've intentionally I mean, actually, wetted you know what? your foot. I'm changing this. There is no limit. <laughs> Soak up the entire puddle, take your sock off, hang it in the sun for a bit. It's put the it middle back of on. the night. It wasn't the middle of the night when I did it. 
<laughs> you said you go Do you wear socks in the middle to bed? No, no, I'm saying middle of the day. You're thirsty. <laughs> You're Do you wear socks to bed? I don't wear socks to bed. No, I don't wear. I don't wear socks. Why to would bed. I have socks on in the middle of the night? You put then, them Jim? on. You just. You just said the middle of the night. You're middle, the scenario. middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. <laughs> middle of the day. I heard. I heard middle of the night. <laughs> middle For of the day. Reason, I thought you were getting up out of bed. Middle of the night. Yeah, wiping down some water from my water bottle. <laughs> No, in the middle of the night, I just leave it. <laughs> just, yeah. It's the morning's problem. You just wipe it up with your barefoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I do have a tight ass tip. I've got a few. I recently uh, spitballed some in my phone. Yep. All right. What have we got here? What have we got here? Uh, All right. <laughs> this is a good one. I like this one. I think you can get around this one, Dan. Mm. Um, a good way to save money. Mm. Buy pants that fit around your waist because then you don't need a belt. <laughs> I've got some concerns. <laughs> <laughs> if you buy pants that fit around your waist, yeah. why do you need a belt then? So yeah, this is this is true. Um this is definitely true. Here, here are my concerns. I'm just gonna, I'm just you know, devil's advocate here. No, no, that's um, fine. I like it. One, uh, if you're a completely proportioned person to yeah. what the pants company assumes the average human is, then that works fine. <laughs> but if you're really short or really tall, right. what often happens is that the waist size doesn't correspond to your length right. required or the bagginess right. required. But could you not have like, okay, so here's an argument against that. Mm. Could you have a pair of pants tailor-made and not have to buy that $50 belt? Okay, second point. <laughs> Third, two, three points. Right. Second point, um, $50 belt? Yeah, if you want like a nice one. $5 at most. $5. This belt, belt I've, I'm currently wearing. Tie your pants up with rope. This belt, Tim. Yep. Five bucks. I literally gave you an R.M. Williams belt and you're wearing that piece of shit. When did you give me an R.M. Williams belt? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gave you an R.M. Williams belt. I don't think so. I did. I don't remember that. Probably broke. That piece of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it was too big for my waist and I gave it to my big waisted friend. Yeah. You but don't remember that? It must have worn down. <laughs> so this belt... $5. Spend no more than $5 on a belt. And Tim, reversible. Still, Brown and black. That's still an addition to the pants. It is. And But my third Why point. Why are you wearing that belt? My third your point. pants not tight enough? Yeah, my third point, Tim. Okay. Tailor-made pants. Much more expensive than the $5 belt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So, mm. I do agree in principle here. Why do we need belts? Why so, do we need belts? So, I've got a, I've got a better so- solution. Hmm. And you weren't far off there when, you said, tie, when you said tie a rope around your pants. There are more tight... <laughs> <laughs> there are more Tatos tips like this coming. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> buy pants with a drawstring. Yeah, that's true. That that is a big thing. A lot of pants do have a drawstring built into them these yeah. days, actually. Yeah. So drawstring. You, you can save yourself five or ten dollars there yeah. on a belt. Or or elastic. Now, where it won't work, and this is a point you missed, Dan, is in pants that you're going to tuck a shirt into. They yeah. will not look the same without a belt. No, you look silly. So I don't know why, but it's true. You just, just look silly. Just don't go to those formal <laughs> events. <laughs> but why do they have to build them with, with pants loops? You know, like belt loops. Yeah, well, all my shorts, right? My shorts, yeah. they all have a string, so you tie them up, yeah. but they have loops. 
Mm. I never put a belt in my shorts. No. If I'm not tucking, I'm not belting. Do you have a belt right now? No. Because I actually don't have any belts at the moment. This is what this is why it came to me. I I've was got like, an Aaron Williams wow, one really you can <laughs> have. <laughs> it doesn't fit me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, but it is a good way to save money. Don't buy belts. There are many more accessories mm. I will use like this. You I, just wait. <laughs> I disagree with that one, but yeah, <laughs> I'll let it slide. I'll let it go through through to the wiki. Hey, we're reaching. All right, yeah. we're, we're running out of tight ass tips. No, we're not. All right, no, I've got a lot more on my phone. Send it. I'm looking forward to next week where it's don't wear a shirt under your jumper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you layer up, then. You clearly layer up. Always layer up. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to our main topic. Today's main topic, as we said, is we're going to do a case study. We're going to talk about a fake business and the things that you should probably consider for this fake business. Well, it could be fake. <laughs> I mean, there could be a business like it out there somewhere, but uh, we don't know what the business is. So, there could be a bit of a challenge to us to break this down and try and think, how will this business thrive? How are we going to take this business from mm. fake to real to good to great? Yep. So I've got, um, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast potentially before. There's a, a couple of my friends who, who've started this messenger chat group. Um, and the whole point of it, it's called Zany Business Schemes. And they just post ideas for these stupid businesses that they've come up with. And they wait for me to poke a hole <laughs> in it. Or, as I more often do, encourage them to do something yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah, um, right, nice. So, I'm going to read a few of these out there. We're going to choose one for our fake business. All right, cool. Uh, so, this one is get free pianos on Gumtree and turn them into other cool things and then sell them. Hmm. So, as an example here, Tim, <laughs> it's a piano bookshelf. <laughs> that's horrid. So, that's one. And show it to the camera. Can uh, the camera see? No, probably not, but here we go. <laughs> it's so tiny. Uh, so that that group chat on went went for a while. Um, <laughs> uh, invest in an F forty five gym. Okay, that might be. That's a bit more serious. Yeah. Uh, too close to home. There's a few F forty fives. Yeah. Oh, just open a gym. Could yeah, be an open option. a gym. Okay. Um, yep. uh, uh, an emu farm. I feel like we've talked about that one before. Potentially the emu farm. Potentially that one. Um, uh, oh, okay. So this one apparently is a license to print money. Um, okay, sure. It's a video podcast called um, How to Cook. And essentially, uh, you watch a how-to video once. <laughs> and then you've got, from memory, you've got to go to the shops, buy all the ingredients, come home, cook the food, and have people eat it. <laughs> I really like that. That's just, that's just good. We don't need to break that down. No. no that's, so, that's awesome. Uh, I think the, the, uh, the smartest ones were the gym. The gym. All right. Okay. And so we're going to say uh, it's not F45 because there is a lot of F45s. And we, I don't know the specific circumstances around getting an F45 franchise. So yeah. let's just assume it's not F45. Yeah. But it is a gym franchise. Yep. There's lots of gyms franchises. I'm going to call them gyms gyms. Gyms gyms. All right. Gyms gyms. So you're opening up a gyms gyms. Yeah. So... Uh, okay, Qu question number one then. Yep. Is it going to be a franchise? Or yeah, is it this is a great question. We've done an episode of the podcast on this. Yeah. So, um, should you buy a franchise or should you just open up your own thing? Mm. So, I think with gyms and depending on the type of gym that you're opening up here, mm. uh, some of them really have an inbuilt fan base and an inbuilt yeah, model that has yeah. a lot of following. That's, that's one of the big pluses of say, you know, you're F45. 
Exactly. Um, people know it already. This is they know what to expect. They know what kind of routine they're yeah. getting. People love that CrossFit st- culture. It's they want to be part of that group. Um, Drawback so, though. Drawback. Mm. There's many in the area competing for the same market. For the same market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no way to differentiate your gym from another gym's gym that's around the corner that's like an F45 type thing. Okay. Um, so that is that is a drawback. And a potential another drawback is there's no way to um, spread out from that point. It, no, it, it is what it is. Really. It, it's Unless you, you own another gym's gym. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be dependent on your area. So, so here's a cool example. Um, Joe Watson, one of my all-time favorite people, ex-Essendon AFL captain. Uh, he was taking F45 to America. Brilliant. Yeah, because that, that's quite a new concept over there. Yeah. That is a really cool idea. So, mm. depends where you are, is, doesn't it? Depends so where you are. A, if you're in an mm. area with 10 F45s, as an mm. example, or any other gym franchise yeah. um, located near you, then, well, maybe you're not going to run with that franchise. Yep. Unless it is extremely successful. Yeah. Like, say, a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so, so th- we've got some pros and cons here. Plus, um, plus, one big one we're forgetting. Yeah. Franchise... You've got to buy it. Exactly. And I was about to go into that now. What are the actual terms of getting this franchise? What comes with it? How yeah. much are we paying yeah. to one, have exclusive use in some area? Yeah. Two, um, often they provide you with systems. some training systems, signage, yeah. you know, costs, all these kind of things. Sometimes even insurance is covered. Yeah. Um, so what, is, what are we actually buying here? Yeah. Um, what are the exit terms? If the gym doesn't go well, yeah. how much do I owe them? Yeah, what if the gym doesn't go well and then I want to change <laughs> change the name of the gym and just mm. keep where I'm located and keep operating as a gym? Yeah, I, I want to change... there's going to be an exclusion from me being able to do that. Exactly. I, I want to you know, no longer be a gym's gym and I want to be a dance gym. Yeah, dance um, gym. And that's you know, completely plausible. You might want to do that. And if mm. you set up your own business, you could rebrand and change. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could change from a... From a you know a, a Mickey's gym from Rocky with old school boxing yeah. to a to a functional class setting you know yeah. you could do that but yeah. you can't do that if you're hooked into this franchise exactly they're gonna exclude you from doing that mm. it's gonna make things difficult so that is a big decision that is a massive decide. decision so I guess you'd have to come back to well what's my why why am I getting into this yep um, so let's just assume you know it's me and you opening the gym Dan yep um, we're not like fitness you know, influencers or superstars or anything like well, that. Oh, I guess I am part of the KIC crew. Yeah. I don't even know what that, but that, what that is, but... You're part of it. I am. I am. I'm currently sponsored by uh, Voltaren, so... <laughs> <laughs> Voltaren and um, HealthPoint Physio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And dry needles. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we would need to ask ourselves, what's going to suit our style more? Mm. And what are we going to try to get out of this gym? Are we going into this for financial gain? Mm-hmm. Some people aren't opening businesses for financial gain. No, they're opening it for a lifestyle choice. Yeah. So if it's just the fact that we want to work out a lot of the time yep. and make enough money to reach our personal goals, yep. then perhaps we wouldn't go franchise, we'd keep it more exclusive mm. and then we would look to have more of a premium offering, relationship-based, work with people we like working with. Yep. Yeah. This is all really important questions to ask because this is going to shape your product. Exactly. Yeah. No, these are questions you should ask yourself early. And, and you know, the, count, uh, the opposite of that, it might be that you, you want to quickly build something, get a gain from it, 
build it up to a point and then sell it. Mm. Um, well, maybe a gym's gym will let you do that. And, it could be and, perfect for that. But there could also be an exclusion from you selling it to someone else. Yeah. So you've got to read these contracts carefully. This is true. This is true. So really figuring out your why. What are you trying to get? What do you want from this? How yeah. long do you want this to go? Yeah. These are questions you're going to need to figure out right now yeah. before you apply to, to gyms. So sometimes your why is financial and there should be an element of, of finance, obviously, considered hmm. when looking at this business. So what are the financial metrics which we're going to be looking at if, say, the franchise gives us some figures which they believe we'll be running the business on? Yeah. Or if we're looking at setting up our own business, what are mm. some important financial metrics we would need to consider? So I would start off with, and this is why you start with your why you're doing this. Mm. Um, I'd start with what do I want? Mm, what yeah. do I need to take home yeah. to me to be happy? And and that is, okay, what is my wage needing to be? If, if there's dividends, you know, mm. what does that look like yeah. for me? Yeah. Um, I want the company to have my car. I know there'll be some fringe benefit or whatever, but I figured it out. I know what I want yeah. and this is the figure. And really stress test that because you don't want to change your mind in two years and be like, mm. actually... I need double that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you've started the business and made a bunch of decisions. And and there might be a difference between what you expect right now and what you expect in uh, two years' time, as Tim was saying. So be realistic about what does it look like in the long term. Yeah. Um, so you start off with, with that figure. And we've done this bottom-up budget on a previous episode before. So just yeah. to reiterate it again, start with your figure. Add on what you want the business to make as a profit to reinvest in itself. Yeah. So there needs to be some level of profit for the business to to renew its assets, to, yep. um, to continue know, to grow, to invest in itself. Profit um, doesn't include loan repayments. Exactly. So you're going to need to make a certain amount of profit yep. to cover, especially with a gym. I'm assuming mm. we're going to have some equipment we buy. So There's going to be a finance <laughs> lease on equipment. There's yep. going to be franchise fees that you pay repaying a loan. They might give you a loan to begin with that yep. you pay back. Um, as part of the franchise. Yep. So figure out loan repayments, figure out what you want, figure out what profit you need to be making. Yep. Um, and then that's your bottom line, mm. essentially. From that point on, look at the fixed costs. Yeah. How much is rent? How much are your fixed franchise fees yep. and royalty costs? Electricity would be a big run for gyms. Electricity. Reckon, especially if they have like shower and bathroom facilities. Yep. Imagine the water bill. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Um, yeah, a heating of water yeah. um, would be huge. Um, so figure out all those costs. Figure out your insurances because there'd be a lot of people getting hurt at the gym. Music, um, you got to have good music at a licensing, gym. Licensing, all these kind of things. Figure out if not one person turns up, mm. what, and you're running everything. You know, obviously water usage and electricity goes up a bit with sure. more people, but yeah. just assume, you know, there's a, there's a base a level minimum. of this. Yeah. Um, what does is, what is all of that cost? Mm. So now what you have is the minimum cash flow you need at the end to cover your salary and wages, loan repayments and reinvestment in the business. You know what all of it costs to run just by turning the lights on and opening the doors. Yeah. And essentially, that's going to equal you what your gross profit is. Yeah. So the next thing you figure out is, okay, well, what are my direct costs associated with each person that comes in? So, so that's that, mm. yeah, so, so it could be things from like, you might give them a free towel, like a towel when they join, mm. or you might, you know, membership cards, yeah. uh, admin costs to enter these things in. Trainers. Trainers. Mm. Um, all of these things associated with each person that joins up. Yeah. Um, there so might be a certain amount of um, equipment that gets stolen <laughs> or lost yeah. every time. So, so you, you have a figure. 
Um, so that equals then your cost of your goods. Yeah. So then you add that to the other costs. And now what you've ended up, you know, you, you've, you've got a percentage, mm. um, a rough idea of, of what your percentage for gross profit might be. So for every dollar. So for every dollar of sale, um, how much you have left after the costs that relate yep. to that. And it needs to meet at least your bottom line, which is all the salary, your salaries, wages, loan yep. repayments, reinvestment in the business, the fixed costs and the cost of goods sold. Mm. Those sales need to at least add up to all of those things. Yeah. If they don't, well, then it's an unrealistic expectation to get what you're hoping to get. Yeah. So this is where um, then Dan and I would need to reflect back on why we're doing this. Yeah. So if we were thinking, well, we want it to be really nice space. We want it to be mm. um, not too busy. We want it to be, um, you know, everyone can join a class if they want to join a class. Not yep. that you have to like be in a lottery <laughs> yeah. to be part of it. And we want only nice people. Yep. So you're going for less, less customers yeah. in that case. But you can and charge you, a premium for that price. Exactly. Yeah. You're possibly wanting to spend more on your fit out yeah. as well. So um, that's going to give you a lot of insight into, okay, well, what are, what are the costs we're going to do need to do to, to create that yeah. sort of environment? Yeah. And then what sort of return are we going to need to make to pay for that? Yeah. And, and it simple might be, so you've, you've added up your bottom line and all your fixed costs and all your costs of goods sold. You've added all those things up and you say, okay, well, I know just capacity-wise, we could fit X amount of people in here a week. Mm. You know, it, there might be people come on an average three times a week. Yeah. Um, we can fit a hundred people in at any one time, but the peak times, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we can fit. We can have a five thousand members. Yeah. At a max. Mm-hmm. So if you times that out and you go, okay, well, I have all my all my costs added up. If I divide that by five thousand, I'm going to get the minimum price that I can charge them per week. Yeah, definitely. you know that's and that might be a quick stress test to go. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. at a minimum, if I think I can get five thousand people, they're going to each need to pay fifty dollars a week. Yeah, will they pay that? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, you know, at a, at a, if you're an F45 gym's gym, um, then you might get that many people, but realistically. Um, you know, the kind of... I was going to say 5,000. Yeah. yeah. Re- re- realistically, the kind of gyms that we're talking about, a local functional fitness class yeah. might only get a, 100. 100, 200. Yeah, yep. exactly. So you're stress testing these numbers and figuring out what does that look like? Can I get what I'm hoping to get from that? And that's why you start with this why. Yeah. Um, so, Tim, we have figured out, we think that we can get 200 members and we think... We've stress tested the market. We've seen what other gyms in the area kind of charge. Uh, we can charge them $40 a week for our kind of service. Mm. We know what our fixed cost is. We realized if the business operates at peak, we can cover all those things. We're going to earn the money that we want and live the lifestyle that we want. Screw, screw Jim's gym. Yep. We'll open up our own place. Yep. So we decided to do that. What's next? Next thing. You need to actually set up your entities and yeah. you need to talk to each other about how things work. Mm-hmm. Should we have a shareholders agreement? Yeah, true. Should we um, list out the ways in which someone can exit a business? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's going to affect your tax. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect your asset protection. Mm-hmm. So if you have a house already, yep. you want to protect that if something goes wrong in the business. Yep. 
because um, it's all good and well wanting to go down the path of something and um, create a lifestyle, but mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be ups and downs in business. So you want to have protection in yep. place. So an easiest solution, most people who've just sat around the, uh, the having a beer at a table one night and decided to open up a gym is they go, oh, we'll just get an ABN, we partnership, 50-50, it's, it's fine. But that's not a lot of asset protection. That's not a lot of protection for each other. Um, if Tim does something dumb, then my assets could potentially be up for grabs there. And that, that's a concern. So mm-hmm. um, I think a good solution for us, Tim, might be let's just set up a company. Yeah, the company is a great choice. Yeah. Um, and it can be like tax beneficial. Yeah. As well. It gives you options when planning your tax. So, yeah, cool. All um, right. So, we've decided on a company. We're a company. We're a 50-50 split. We're both going to be directors. Okay. We understand what that means yep. and the obligations that we have. Yep. Um, we've set it up. We've registered a trading name. Okay. Um, now, we also need to think about insurances and all those kind of things. Go yep. speak to an insurance broker. Get the right public indemnity insurance. Accounting software. Accounting software. Apps. We're choosing zero. Um, I've got decided to go for an app in the marketplace that's specifically health and fitness and yep. gym related. It helps set members up on direct debits yep. and gets them uh, membership details to log on and do all the things they need. Hopefully gives them that level of uh, service and support, mm-hmm. which we deem to be important at our gym. Yep. So I'm, I'm just going to look it up right now. I'm going to see what apps are in the marketplace. Sure. The other thing I was going to say, Dan, is um, a big mistake people often make is they think build it and they shall come. Mm. <laughs> so, which is basically what we've just done. So, we need to figure out what's going to be the draw that is going to attract people here. And that's coming back to like a marketing plan yep. or advertising. So, when you're doing that bottom-up budget, you can then look at your sales figure, the number of members you think you're going to need and start to really be very realistic, very conservative to figure out how many members can we get in three months, in six months, in 12 months? Because um, if, if you're over-budgeting on sales, that's, that's going to lead to some really awkward situations mm. there. And, and I guess, you know, um, you can't just think if you've built a great product and a great space and a great place to be, um, that people will just find it. Yeah. That is just wrong. It's just plain wrong. So you're going to have to have some sort of strategy around who you're targeting, how you're going to position your product to them, being the gym, being Dan and I being uh, average Joes. So I guess we're going to be targeting average Joes (laughs) who want space, who want um, a gym that is welcoming and is going to make them, I guess, want to come and do fitness because um, that's probably something that I'd want. Something that's going to make me want to go to the gym. Um, so that I can't opt out of it because I'm lazy. And a lot uh, of people do. <clears throat> and then and then position it at a price where that person is going to see value. Mm. So th- there's another podcast we've done, which is yep. the value pricing. Value pricing, we have done that. So um, we could price it based on the cost, which is what Dan said before. Yep. <clears throat> or we could look at what our um, gym, our product, our why, mm. and our purpose. Uh, how that all stacks up and positions our gym 
compared to other gyms in terms of what people would be willing to pay to come. Yeah, exactly. So the method that I was talking about earlier, the cost method, is is me really just figuring out what's the minimum we need to charge. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the amount we will charge. Mm. Um, as Tim was saying, you can just figure out in the eye of the beholder, what's the value to them? Yeah. If the value to them to be part of this community, part of this encouragement, um, getting their body in shape, getting fit, getting what they need to do, that's going to be worth more potentially mm then, um, you know, they can see this bro gym down the, down the road that's just full of meatheads and... Bro gym. Yeah, and they're all about steroids and they're all about, you know, <laughs> cheapest cost and your creatine and, and whatever, yeah. you know? So, I think, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really about what value are you selling? Our gym is going to have ping pong tournaments mm-hmm. every week. Absolutely. And is going to go out for a nice, uh, delicious meal for breakfast after a workout class. Yeah. That's a, that's that's my style of gym, you know? Yeah. A community for people to partake. Yeah. I, I want my gym to be associated with, you know, overall wellness. So we might even partnership with a physio. Ooh, we might partnership nice. with a psychologist and yeah. just offer some type of deals that's for those cool. people to, to be referred from our gym. That's adding a lot of value there. Even yeah. a nutritionist, maybe. Nutritionist. We might even do a course in nutrition. We might host that. free course night, like free information nights about these various things. So this is where when you're doing your marketing plan, you're thinking about what products mm. and services are going to fulfill the needs of my target market. Mm-hmm. And are there any products or services we could add into the mix there to add value? Exactly. Potentially also sell more. You yeah. help more, you can sell more. Exactly. So, uh, we want the mums to come and get fit. So we're going to offer, um, we, we've teamed up with hey, a daycare down the road. That's right. Yeah. We strategically located near a daycare. Exactly. Or, yeah. Or we offer one in-house one or something. In-house. Yeah. Depending mm. on the members. So yeah. So these are, these are all things that add value that aren't necessarily your core product yeah. that you can then value charge instead yep. of cost-based charging. Um, so, a quick look find, on, the, on, the, on the Zero App Marketplace, there was, there was several. There was something called um, Membership Works. There was mm-hmm. another one called, uh, I think it was Hello Club. And there was a, a bunch of other ones that are all around memberships, yep. direct debits, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And I actually know, because we have a few clients that are gyms, um, there are other ones too. Yeah, cool. Mm. So, what I think is really important at this stage, Dan, is that we document all of this. Yep. So, we need to document why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We need to document um, what it is we're looking to do. Mm-hmm. We need to document that bottom-up budget. Yep. Document what legal entity structure we're choosing and why we're choosing that. Yep. Um, think about a marketing plan. Yep. Um, and then, with all of that documentation in place, monitor and track and... Um, make sure that our business is performing to the metrics that we set in the beginning. Yeah, I think it's really important that we set some type of measurement of success or, yeah. or not so much success, but measurement of progress or, yeah. or, or measurement of... We'll, we'll have targets. Tar- yeah. And, and not only that, is it's also a good opportunity at this beginning to, to do, you know, a good old-fashioned SWOT analysis, you know. Yep. Look out there and see what threats are, 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 are going to be a problem to your, to your business. COVID. See what opportunities. COVID. COVID. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a rough time to start a gym right now. A threat is defined as something outside of your control, mm. um, which will have an impact on your business. So, competitors. Yep. Um, market forces. Economics, government regulation, government regulation, yep, politics, those sorts of things. Yeah. So, and these are, you know, for a gym um, a year ago, probably apart from competition, wouldn't have even thought about it. No, but right now, 
they'd be watching that news every day because yeah, sure. restrictions on class numbers, restrictions on how many people you can have in a room, restriction yeah. on you have to have tower, you have to have a um, a COVID, um, what do they call it? A uh, a marshal. A, a COVID marshal yeah. now are going around the gym at all points wearing a little, if you go to the, yeah. I've been to the gym recently, they wear a little thing and yeah, right. they wipe and clean stuff and yeah, tell people it, to. Is it weird at the gym at the moment? Or? Not really. Yeah. The marshals don't really seem to do too much. Yeah. They just kind of walk around and mm. they occasionally ask questions. But are you like, Conscious of, I am surfaces. I am. Um, I. Is I, everyone like wiping stuff down? Yeah, you, you're meant to wipe it after every time you use it. Mm. Um, and there's a bunch of people that are walking around at all points cleaning. Wow. So they're always walking around like why? Like almost that is good. Yeah, it's good. They're, they're very. How it should be. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. There's stuff Actually, everywhere. See, I reckon. Gotta, you can't train without we were, a towel. If we we're opening a gym, Dan. We'd be very focused on the cleanliness. Mm, I do. I think very we'd be important. the cleanest gym. Clean gym. We'd sell ourselves. We'd call it clean gyms. Yeah, and not only not only you know we're clean both in um, germs but also in drug use, Tim. <laughs> we're gonna, no, that's you know we're we're, we're all about uh, uh, game changing. We're 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 bringing it back. Clean and eating as well. Keep it clean, Dan. <laughs> Kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So so we've got this. Kicking it. So, yeah, we've identified these problems. And it's also a good point, like right now, if you're a gym, you should be scenario planning. So, we'd yeah. be, we'd be yeah. figuring out, okay, well, if the government puts us into lockdown, what does that look like? How do we pivot to a virtual? How do we give value to yeah. our, our clients now? Well, when, when people talk about changing your business model, it's kind of like we, we just decided on a business model. Yep. So, even if you're in business already, that exercise that Dan and I just did, that little brainstorm... Mm-hmm. That can be done still with your existing business. So mm-hmm. that's business planning or business reimagining. And um, it's a very important thing to do. I think that's um, what Andrew said yeah. on our uh, Brewing Your Business podcast last week. Should be thinking every Always day. thinking like a yeah. startup. Yeah. And, and I think that's really healthy, especially in this environment with your business. Always questioning everything, questioning the rationale, questioning your business model and um, finding out if there could be ways to improve. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've decided our business model is the traditional. There's going to be a weekly subscription cost. You can come in, do as many classes, but there's other options. There's pay per class. Mm, um, premium classes. Premium classes. Nice. There's, you know, online Online options. Courses. Yeah. Mm, we're going to link up with those physios. And yeah, the, exactly. There's, there's a lot of Allied options health. here for us. Um, mm. So some of our strengths and opportunities, we might be, we might already have a following. You know, Tim, yeah. Tim is 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 a wow. running influencer for yeah. Kick, and exactly. he's got this following. So we've got these people who already want to work with us. Yeah. So that's an opportunity that we should leverage. Tim should post about the gym. Yeah. He should talk oh, about. Well, I'll do that right yeah, now. Yeah. What we're doing. He should mention. Oh, I'm out for a run. You know. Oh, here's the gym. Look how clean it is. Look how clean it is. Yeah. Look, there's Dan in there cleaning right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why am I cleaning the gym and you're out for a run? He's cleaning it with his sock. His sock on, he sprays the floor. And <laughs> the cleanest sock. <laughs> cleanest gym floor yeah. in all of Central Coast. Exactly. <laughs> what I do, Tim, is I just pour a little bit of detergent on the ground, soak it up, and then just walk around. <laughs> so now that we've got, we've identified these things, we've, um, as Tim was getting to before, we now need to identify what are our key metrics that we want to track, um, mm. our KPIs to review every so often and regularly to, to ensure. Now, things in our business model that will definitely um, increase the value of our business will be 
number of members. Yeah. That's driver. That's that's a really important metric. And maybe if we were starting a gym, hmm. our metric would be... New members. New members, yeah. yeah. And and conversion yep. into members. Exactly. So, straight yeah. up, there's there's three. There's like total members, new members, potential leads for members yeah, and conversion rate. converted yeah. as a percentage. Exactly. So, that's three really important metrics already I'd be tracking. Yeah, for sure. Um, there might be other things that are really important to you and your gym like... Well, the equipment. One one that you could track would be attendance. Attendance. So our model was more something that's we want people to participate. We want people to be part of a community, and um, we've got a low membership target, but a high re- retain. Like I guess we want to retain members. Yeah, that's right. So um, so yeah, if 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 that's important, then attendance yeah. would be a really key metric because if we have low attendance, it means everything we're trying to do to offer value mm. potentially isn't being uh, received yeah. by our customers. And so it could mean that they turn around one day if COVID lockdown happens and say, I might just cut these guys. I don't really need this. Don't need that membership. Yeah. Don't mean that, but I thought it would be good, but it wasn't good. Exactly. So yeah, uh, <clears throat> retention. 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 So these are the key measures that we have decided are important to us and that we're going to track. And maybe we'll have some sort of like cash flow yeah. target or... Exactly. Um, a cash flow target's a great one. Yep. So now that we've done all these things, we've got our strengths, we've got some vulnerabilities, we've got some KPIs that we want to track. We've got a bottom-up budget. We, want, we know what that, that should look like. We've got a marketing plan and a strategy. We've got actions to set up entities and mm-hmm. do all these things. Um, now what we have to do, Tim, is actually implement so the important steps now is, as we've done in the business take plan action. in the past, is to yeah take some actions, write yeah. these down, apply them specifically. Tim, you yeah. set up the entities. Yeah. I'll go do some of this. You go do some of that. When, where, who? Be accountable. Be accountable. It needs to be specific mm. and timely so that you can tell if you haven't reached your target or your action yep. that you were set to do. Because sometimes you're in this alone. So you're going to be keeping yourself accountable maybe if you don't have someone to work with yep. or a business partner. Yeah. So document it so that you can review your own performance. Yep. So let's fast forward the clock, Tim. It's been a year. It's been a year. The gym's open. Wow. still going. It's still going. We're operating. Cool. We have members. They're coming in. They're loving it. The floors are so clean. The floors are the cleanest gym in all of the Central Coast. <laughs> right? <laughs> We actually implement a new policy that when you come in, take your shoes off, socks on. Wow. And you and dip your toe in you the step detergent. into a detergent on the way through. Just so. all, everyone's just always cleaning. The sock method. We're the oh pioneers of the sock wow, method. The sock method. And so what happens now is where, as we should have been doing, we're reviewing our KPIs and yep. we're, we're starting to realize, okay, so the ones that we've set are doing well, yep. but our bottom up budget, we think we could be doing better. Mm. We think we could be earning more profit. We want to grow the business. We, we, mm. We've been doing really well, but we think we can do more. Yep. Um, and we've alluded to a few of these before and we've done a whole episode of the podcast on it. But now is a good time to review something like the seven ways to grow your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So now I'd be looking at, okay, well, what can we tweak? What can we yeah. improve? What can we... Um, what are some levers we might be able to pull? Exactly. So some of the seven ways that we've already mentioned... Um, increase conversion rate yep. how, how can i get better at converting leads into members generate more leads yeah so you might decide well i've got a bit of cash flow by me business mm. is quite good we're retaining our existing clients i just want some more quality 
mm. um, clients in my gym. Yeah. So I'm going to actually invest in some marketing. Yeah, I'm going to do some traditional marketing. I'm going to go on some uh, Google ads. I'm going to do some Facebook, some buses. Radio. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I feel confident in my conversion. My conversion rates are pretty good when we get leads in. Yeah. So I'm going to invest in that. Um, and another option could be re- retention rate. You've realized that actually people are hanging around, but not as many as I'd hope. Yeah. People generally tend to leave after six months. Mm-hmm. So why is that? I'm yep. going to research. I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to figure out ways that I can retain yeah. my members, give them more value so they want to hang around. Yep. So I maybe we decide to do a six-month check-in yeah, for every um, member. For sure. And I, we just sit them mm-hmm. down. They come in. We chat. We talk about their goals. We chat about mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. Yep. And we re-motivate them to kick it kick it on i like it yeah keep kicking keep kicking (laughs) (laughs) keep cleaning keep kicking yeah (laughs) so we do that um so yeah increasing your retention rate so what we've done we've already pulled more leads better conversion better retention those sales are going to start climbing pretty quickly yeah you you would think so you would think so but there's still more we can do dan there's still more that we can do we could be looking at well how often are people spending yeah and how much are they spending on average? Yeah, so the how often might not change because it's well, if it's a weekly subscription. Maybe we could sell more product. So that would be increasing the transaction value as well. True, true, true. So that would true. be like, all right, well, people are coming in every week. We've got their weekly subscription. But maybe I could also sell them some... I could start selling supplements here. Yeah, exactly. I could start... Or like you said, introducing classes. Introducing, introducing premium classes. Introducing events. Events. Um, introducing maybe a smoothie bar yeah oh coffee 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 people love coffee invest in a coffee machine beer could brew some uh gym beer some gym gym beer with protein i'm waiting for a high protein beer it might exist i'm not sure i don't know either so yeah so these (laughs) these are things (laughs) (laughs) these are things you could be doing as well um so you could yeah increase the amount of money that they actually spend with you so that also grows your business and then the other ways are all right well what's the cost of bringing people in what does it cost for them to be here is there a way that i can decrease my costs of, of each member um is there yeah. a way that i can reduce some of the costs of my overhead yeah um you know is there some equipment here which i'm leasing or which i purchased which i actually don't need no one uses it yeah i'll sell it i'll yep. sell it i'll clear some space or is there someone i could actually sublease some floor space to yeah. Um, which is a trainers complimentary business. Yeah. They actually bring in new members. Yep. Because of the style of business, like yep. maybe a physio or yep. yeah, a nutritionist or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they can they get clients from coming into our gym as well. Yeah. Well, they might see value in sharing the rent of exactly. our premises. That's um, a great way to save cost. That's could, a good way to grow. It could even be something as simple as I'm gonna change my phone provider. Yeah, well, that's true. That could you know, also... it, it could be any of those things. You so, might look for a different app. You might find your app's not working yeah. and you've got one that yep. is half the cost that yep. does the same thing. Well, go for that. That's right. So, yeah, and then what you do is you take actions from all these things and you do the same thing you did before. You write out your actions. Who's going to do them? When do they need to be done by? And then you monitor. Constantly improve. Constantly improving. And that is the way to be sustainable as a yep. business. That's right. So wow. the next I really thing, want to open this gym. yeah, the next thing you should consider really is just yeah reinvesting back into your gym, which you should have already budgeted for, which would be yep. you know buying new equipment to make sure it's up to date, mm. you know, um, yeah, yeah, just reinvesting in new true, things. True, true, true. You don't want to under budget for that. 
Um, also, keep in mind, you're probably going to want to get rid of your business partner at some stage. So at some stage, yeah. Dance, you know, we're going to get over that sock method after a while. We're mm. going to realize it's actually pretty gross mm. and, uh, and disgusting. Yeah. So, uh, it's mm. time to get rid of Dan and, and, there's, and burn there's, him. There's different ways to cost. do that. There's murder. <laughs> um, well, accidents. accidents. Accidents happen at the gym. They do happen. That's Some, why we got insurance. Sometimes weights, <laughs> heavy weights get dropped on your head. I don't yeah. <laughs> sometimes that happens in podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a spot, Dan? I'll yeah. spot you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not advocating murder, by the way, everybody. Don't murder. Um, murder is not a, not a good thing. It's not an option. Do. But yeah, so this... Actually, then we could start a crime, a true crime podcast... Spin, spin it off in that direction. Yeah, exactly. That'd be pretty cool. True crime's where it's at with podcasting, Dan. Pivot. I don't know if you knew. Pivot. <laughs> we should find some actual... Maybe we should start a new podcast series around forensic accounting I crimes. Just, I just thought of that. Oh. And we could set it out like... Great idea. Like all the other true crime where you start with a mystery. And yeah. it's like, but where did the $400 go? <laughs> And then I just kept pulling that put it, thread. Put in some um, some cool music and like do a, like heavy on the editing. Yeah. Well, this is quite raw what we do here. Stay but, tuned. Yeah. Forensic accounting. Forensic accounting. Forensic accounting podcast. I'm going to come up in. with a better title, but this is a great idea. Cooking the books. Cooking the books. Brewing the books. Cooking the books. Cooking the books. Anyway, so I hope people yep. um, were able to get... Maybe an idea of what it takes to, to set up and, and run and think yeah. about a business. You can do that with any business, any yeah. business type, model. Um, and and it, it was quite fun doing that. We'll probably do it again. Choose another one yeah. soon and, and do it. And a lot of the concepts that we spoke about and the reason why we spoke about those concepts is because they were universal to any yeah. type of business. You yeah. know, We didn't try to go too specific into gyms, but it was yeah. just an idea of how that applies to something like a gym. So things like yeah. the seven ways to grow, the business planning process, mm -hmm. your entity selection. Mm. These are all things that any business can do and yeah. needs to do and they might be there might be different points that you need to to look at but um it's still the same framework and we've done an mm. episode of the podcast on each of those things yeah and often what people mainly focus on is that product development the service yeah. development that they focus on the sales what they could hit in sales and they focus on what are we going to deliver because they're usually an expert yeah in, their in field. that thing so yeah. they would have been you know a fitness instructor for a long time or mm. like you said a, a real actual fitness influencer yeah um, what do you mean by that not just some dude is with a sore knee yeah. um Tim, it's, voltaren. it's all part of the journey yeah <laughs> it's part of your journey what bathing in voltaren <laughs> not, not cheap either no but um but yeah uh, this other side of the process is what people often miss and forget and which is why later down the track you might run into some issues so, um, yeah, those are quite simple steps. Anyone can do them and anyone should be doing them if they're in business. If you're in business already, it's not too late to start doing that. No, definitely not. <clears throat> Keeping track of your, of your key indicators, making goals, setting targets, doing a bottom-up budget. You should do this right now. We do it. And looking at your product too. I mean, what, yeah. what value do people see in your product? Yeah. Is there ways to charge more or be giving less, charging the same? Exactly. So, yeah. So that ends our main topic today. Tim, do you have another thing? Uh, let's see. Why don't you go first, Dan? <laughs> Oops. Uh, I think my other thing this week... Um, Is it something exciting that happened yesterday? 
No. No? No, not to do so- with someone in the office. No, not something that happened exciting in the to do with the office. No, no, no exciting news. No exciting news no. Um, for Nothing. anyone in the office. Nothing. My other thing this week goes to I was going to say Survivor again, but I've done it too many times. Because I've, I've, I've started so many new seasons, so I get reinvigorated at the beginning give, of each new season. Give me a Bachelor update. Have you used Bachelor yet? Because that's uh, pretty much Survivor. Yeah, actually, I was meant to live tweet The Bachelor <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago and I forgot. So maybe Wednesday this week, I will live tweet The Bachelor. Nice. So, uh, Tim, drama in the house. No? Drama in the house. Um, there's people who like they're still Lockie. in the house. They're back in the house. They're still in the house. They haven't they left, left the house. No, right, okay. Um, I, I thought you said last week they were about to leave. I thought they looked like they were, but then apparently yeah. this week they're still in the house. So, um, okay. well, people love Lockie. Oh, and, really? And they're getting angry about it. Oh no! And that basically sums up every episode. Ah. Hmm. You could Is end he a good it with bachelor? that. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably better than some of the previous ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Better than Blake? I don't remember Blake. Mm. I don't think I watched that season. Mm. Better than Richie. Better than Richie? <laughs> <laughs> Better than the uh, the Honey Badger? No, I liked the Honey Badger. And I liked... Um, you liked that he didn't choose anyone? Yeah. Good on him. <laughs> that's pretty... That's, <laughs> that's the whole point, man. <laughs> Just choose someone. <laughs> anyway, on. do you have another thing? I couldn't think of it. Um, yeah, I'm actually reading a book at the moment, which I'm almost finished. It's called Where the Crawdads, Crawdads Sing. I think it's the new book club book. Oh, yeah? I'm not it's part called, of that, apparently. Called, yeah, it's called Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. It's, uh, yeah, it's about this girl in a marsh with not a very nice upbringing, but mm-hmm. uh, just a story about her life. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Also watched... I feel like I watched a pretty good movie recently. I watched a pretty hectic movie. It's called 22nd of July. Um, and it's about the shootings in Norway at Utoya. Ut- Utoya. Um, this dude who was basically like far right extremist. Yeah, right. Um, was upset about immigration and went to like a, a children's camp. First of all, he blew up a van mm. as a diversion in Oslo. Mm. And then he went like 50 kilometers away to this island mm. and killed like 70 people. Whoa. Children Whoa. as well. That was in 2011. Messed up. Check out the movie. It's pretty hectic. So that's a that's right at the start and they cover mm. that quite quick. Yeah. And then the rest of it goes through his trial. So he's in jail. Like he didn't get killed or anything like that. He, yeah. He's still alive. He's still alive. Um, and he's just a far right... Yeah, like he, you know, Militia he's guy. obviously got a, a few things wrong with him in his mind, mm. but, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty intense, and it really happened. Um, so check it out. That's I crazy. Think that's a pretty good movie. It's on Netflix. I just found it recently. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to get in touch, Chew Drunk Podcast at Gmail dot com, uh, at Two Drunk Accountants on any of the socials, and. We will calculate.